let's stop blabbing because I got Terry Blunt's on hold right now. He, joined he was a hundred percent in favor of that trade. He was the one guy. Yes, remember? he was. He was the you one guy. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> Terry Blunt smoking sports with Terry Blunt. He joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Of course, he's got the Blunt Sports Stock on Saturdays, eleven to one on nine fifty KJR, and the only one that uh, when the trade happened a couple of years ago, he said Hanniger is going to be the steal. Right, Terry? Oh, you better know it. I'll, I did say this. You can ask Curtis this. This did actually happen. Back uh, before the season started, we were talking about Mariners, and I told Curtis I thought Hanniger had a chance to be an all-star. You can go back and look at the tape. Wow. I actually said that. Curtis thought I was crazy, but I actually, actually, and maybe I was crazy, but I actually said that. So, and if he's not an all-star at this point, nobody is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, in, in some ways, though, it'll be better if he doesn't get elected because, A, it can allow us to do something we love to do in this town, which is have a chip on our shoulder, yeah. and then, B, right. he'll make the team. Whoever's selecting the players will take him, and he'll have a better chance of being in the game with the game on the line, which when is when matters, he really performs. Because right. if he starts, he'll be done after two or three innings. That's a good point, and he's way better after the seventh inning, as we've all seen, both That's defensively right. and offensively. So. You know, he's just had an amazing season. He's just a super guy, too. You know what he did with those kids where he brought those kids in mm-hmm. uh, to, for the autograph thing where they signed their autograph cards. He, he brought them to the stadium, got other players involved in it. He's just really a great guy. I, I sincerely believe he's on his way to stardom in baseball. It, it, I, I think he's just that good and that kind of a guy. And they just hit the jackpot with that guy. By the way, how long do you think it's been – since you had a caller say, "Hey, I just won a hundred bucks, and I'm going to go spend it on Mariners um, gear." Yeah, that's great. Great point. <laughs> there, it's, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> you know, I mean, my gosh, that's that tells you all you need to know right there, doesn't it? You know, I, what I uh, what I was encouraged about guys was the again, I don't people, I probably get too caught up in attendance and TV ratings and all that, but when I saw the attendance for the Monday night game, and it was like over twenty thousand, like twenty one thousand people, right, I'm like, right. you're starting to see it now. Because like, normally sure, like twenty eight thousand yesterday yeah, for the day game. Yeah, normally on a Monday you wouldn't get that type of crowd this time of year, and I thought that was right. a great indication of people are tuning in more. You know, and more to the well, anecdotal. Apparently, this uh, this Red Sox series is pretty much sold out. I think. Right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I, I was going to say more to the anecdotal side of it, but again, I, I think I mentioned this. I was in an event recently, and people had their phones out, pointing at the score, showing it to each other. My wife talked about being on the train coming home yesterday, and people on the train are talking about the game. Not, hey, the Mariners are playing well. Talking about, hey, do you know the Mariners just won? They just scored two runs. So there's, and that's what happens. And we knew it was going to happen. It happens in every town that has a baseball team. When the team gives you something to talk about, people will talk about it. And the M's will tell you they know they haven't been great at giving you a whole lot to talk about for a long time. And they're doing it right now, Terry. I mean, every every day is something new. They really are. And what's great about it is this city has really been fortunate recent years because we've gone through this five or six year period where the Seahawks have just been amazing. You know, back-to-back Super Bowls, contenders in the playoffs for a very long time. Now, maybe that's going to wane a little bit. But all of a sudden, we've got on the other end a Mariners team that is absolutely for real, 20 games over five hundred, uh, a true contender to make the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. So as a city, you know, we're doing pretty well. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a really lucky thing to be at a point where here the Seahawks may be – going to be in a situation where we're going to fall off a little bit, but now the Mariners are going to pick it up, and who would have believed it, you know, when the season started? And it just seems like it's it's every night, what is, which is cool to watch this team, that every night there, there's a different hero. There's a different story. There's somebody else that's making a play 
or a pitcher or a guy getting a hit or making a great defensive play. It's not just one person that is carrying this ball club or two people. And it's like it is honestly, it's a it's a team effort. There is someone new almost every single night. I love how uh, last night uh, Mitch said when when uh, when the uh, when they got behind six to four, the Angels had two home runs to take a six four lead, and all of a sudden Mitch and Zanino were back in the back in the clubhouse, and they and he said mm-hmm. to Mike Zanino, he said, "We are going to win this game," mm-hmm. and Zanino said, "Yeah, I know," <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're not just saying it; they believe it. They believe every night, every day, they're going to come back and win no matter what the situation is. That was an incredible game yesterday. They get up, you know, two to nothing. They get a four to one. Then it's four to four. Then they're down six to four. Then they come back and tie it. Looked like they tied it on a really controversial play at the plate when they called Segura out. Uh, you know, crazy play there. Then amazing ninth inning defensive play by Hanniger before he hits the yeah. home run to win it. Yeah. It's just, it's a joy to watch them every single day because you, you feel like no matter what, they're in every game and they, you know, they feel like they're in every game. And, you know, you talk about the, the team-wide thing. The other thing, and maybe it's, maybe this is what creates a team-wide a belief and a team-wide thing where everybody's helping. They've, they've had to overcome so much to get here. I, I'm never surprised by baseball. If you told me at the start of the year this is how they're going to be, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I bet Felix is red hot. I bet they haven't had one injury. Yeah. <laughs> I bet every, you know, and you think, well, now wait, actually, it's the exact opposite. And, and that to me, Terry, is the most amazing mm-hmm. thing about this. Well, it really is. You know, they're, I think they're beyond the point where people wonder, hey, is it just a fluke? Are they really this good? You don't get 20 games over 500 in June and not be good. But they are, this is the big 10, no pun intended, coming up here. These next 10 games are really huge. You know, they have Boston at home for four games. Then they go on the road to the Yankees and Boston. Those 10 games coming up are going to really say something about this team. And, you know, even if they went four and six, they'd be okay. But I don't think they will. I think they're going to do well. I think they're beyond the point where they say, oh, can we play with these guys? They say, hey, can you play with us? Right. You know, that's how they feel. So I think it's going to be fun to really bear down and see what happens these 10 games and see how they do. And I expect they're going to do well. I know they're fired up about it. And this sellout crowds the next four not four days is going to be great to watch. Then they hit the road, and I, I believe they're going to surprise people. And and it's and they these guys, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Where, where athletes will say, "Hey, I don't pay attention to it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's being said." They they know a lot more. And hell, I'll say they know almost everything that is being talked about. Oh, them. of course. Because yeah. you walk into a clubhouse, one is first of all the papers are everywhere. They're reading the papers. The TVs on. The TVs are yeah. on. They they listen. I mean, they acknowledge it. You know, it's but they're it's like a defense mechanism. No, I don't. I I tune it out. All that. They right. know that people are saying, "Oh, wait until you face someone good." Well, the Angels were supposed to be kind of that team. Mm-hmm. I know they right. were dealing with some injuries. Well, they swept them, and now it's the Red Sox. Well, yeah, but you're not the Red Sox, so I think it, yeah, it plays to their advantage right now because I think they will they will view this. It's not going to end their season. Whatever happens in this series, it's not going to make them a World Series favorite if they sweep them. But I think yeah. that they have this chip on their shoulder in this series to prove not necessarily maybe Seattle fans. But I think the rest of the country. I, I get up every morning and I watch MLB Network, and I watch their their, right. their morning show all the time. I mean, they spend and God bless, I love all of them. They they'll. I don't think they've spent more than five minutes on the team this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're, they're, yeah. they're they got the third what third best record in baseball right now. 
I mean, think about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's true, and they're, 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 they are getting a little bit more attention. But I, when I was at ESPN, we used to always joke that uh, is it actually possible for us to have a Sunday night game that's not Boston and the Yankees? You know, I mean, every single Sunday night it seemed yeah. like it was Boston and the Yankees because ESPN is literally, the ESPN headquarters is literally right in between Boston and New York City. In Connecticut, in Bristol, Connecticut. And it's just like nothing else mattered. And we used to joke about it, saying, you know, there are other teams out there that are good. So it's the same type of mentality that you have now. But I've noticed, though, they're starting to get a lot more national attention. They're getting talked about in USA Today. They're getting talked about on some national shows. And they'll obviously get talked about a lot this weekend, regardless of what happens. So I, you know, it's it's a little bit like to me, and I hate to make another reference, you know, with the Seahawks, but it's a little bit like where the Seahawks were in 2012, where you know people thought they weren't very good. They ripped they ripped Wilson, said, "Oh, he's just a you know just a game manager," and they don't really have any good receivers. They have Baldwin, and he's not that great, and you know they're, they have this, that, and the other, all these things that said they weren't that good, and they wanted to show everybody they were that good. I kind of think that's where the Mariners are right now. People saying, yeah, but you don't really, blah, blah, blah. And they're saying, no, yeah, we are. <laughs> we, we really are this good, and this is the time to show it. And I, I just – I can't wait. I can't wait. Again, it's another situation where here we are in the middle of June, and baseball means so much for the first time in how long any of us can remember here. And I, I just can't wait. Intriguing matchup tonight at Safeco Field on the mound with noted video game enthusiast David Price – <laughs> squaring off against Felix Hernandez, and I don't know. I mean, do we still have hope that Felix could could get dialed into whatever his new normal is going to be? Two games ago, he looked great. Last game, he looked terrible. Are we to the point, Terry, where we just have to pick spots and hope for the best? Because Felix, it, it's been a struggle this year, yeah. and it hurts all of us watching him. But, boy, could he pick the team up tonight with a good performance and get this series off to a good start. Where are you at with him? Do you is is there no hope for recovery with the continued fall in velocity and the continued fall in effectiveness, or is there a point where he will level off and kind of figure out what this is going to be? I think there is. I think Felix is learning how to transition in a different part of his career, as so many pitchers do, where you can no longer overpower people and you just have to learn to outpitch them. He's capable of doing that. Uh, he had a really poor outing last time out. I don't think he will do that this time. I, you know, he he's going to get up for big games too. You know, if he just goes out there and gives them five or six innings and three runs or or so or even four, they're they're okay. They're still in the game. And David Price has been no world beater this year either. He's got an ERA of four. He's had some bad outings, although he's pitched well in his history against the Mariners. But, yeah, they just need him to go out there and keep them in the game. Just don't blow it up early. If he just gets by the first and second inning where he struggled, they're going to be okay. Just just give them a chance to stay in the game. That's all they've asked from all their starters. And they've done it for the most part. So if he can do that, and I think he's still capable of doing that, I think he's in a, he's still trying to learn what he needs to do as a pitcher in his situation where he no longer can be what he once was. But I think he still can be a good major league pitcher. And he's learning, he's gradually learning how to do that. I, I still believe, I still have faith that he can have a productive second half of the season. Yeah, I guess there therein lies the rub with them because I agree a little bit with what you guys are saying. I, I but it's been two years now, 
It's been two years yeah. where they've asked him to be this different right. pitcher, and right. he's not. When's it going to happen? He says the right things, and he but then he doesn't fully commit. I mean, we joke about this. It should start tonight. They should get rid of the K cards. They honestly, I swear to God, they should get rid of it. Stop yeah. doing it. Stop doing it because it's I not who it, he is anymore. I think it gets in his head, right. and I think it's an. But but beyond that, he, I I don't know. I I don't think. I just don't think he can get past it. I don't think he can get past this thing in his head where it tells him that he was once this pitcher and now he's got to pitch this different way because it's it's like two years now. I mean, at some point you've got to realize what it is. But I mean, I hope he does. I mean, I I hope he can turn it around because he's, the, he's point, the one it's just, guy. It's almost a bonus to them if he does because they've mm-hmm. gotten so much out of their number four and five starters, which no one expected. So now it's kind of it's just turned the opposite way. If they can just get something out of him, which when the season started, they were hoping they could just get something out of their number four and five guys. Yeah. Now it's just the opposite. If they can just get something out of him where he can keep them in games, they're okay. And it's it's really tough to say. I know Felix gets up for games like this that he knows are really big games on the line at the home crowd, but it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't do him any favors to have those people out there holding the strikeout cards and all that stuff because that's that's kind of agging him on to be what he doesn't need to do. So he needs to learn from that. I hope he has. I think he will. Uh, no matter what happens with him, this team is going to be in the hunt the rest of the way. I, I'm confident of that at this point. What, uh, what do you got coming up on, on Saturday? What's the Mount Rushmore question? Well, with the U.S. Open, I'm sitting here watching the U.S. Open. Wow, holy cow. This is the U.S. Open like we remembered it. You got Rory McIlroy shot an 80 today. Mm-hmm. Jason Day was 9 over. Spieth was 8 over. Mickelson, 7 over. Watson, 7 over. I'm going, Rory McIlroy was 10 over after 11 holes, and I tweeted, hey, that's kind of like a good day for me. No, sure. So, uh, holy moly, these guys are really struggling out here, and it's it's kind of a wild to watch. So with that, the whole Mount Rushmore question is just going to be have people pick your Mount Rushmore all-time of golfers. Who are your four guys you would put on Mount Rushmore? And we're also going to have the legendary former Tacoma paper, huge golf expert, Todd Millis on to talk about the U.S. Open. He's covered many U.S. Opens for the Tacoma News Tribune, and he really knows more about golf probably than anybody around here. He's going to be on the show talking about what's happened in the U.S. Open, what he thinks of Shinnecock Hills, if he thinks, uh, Chambers Bay will ever get another chance. Will they ever get another chance to host the U.S. Open after hosting the one that didn't go so well? Uh, we're going to have him on. We're also going to have on Chris Fetters of Dogman.com to talk about the amazing, other amazing baseball team in town and UW before they open uh, the World Series against Mississippi State later in the day. He's going to come in and talk about them and also talk a little bit about dogs football as uh, we're getting closer to the start of college football season. And we're going to, of course, have your own Jackson Feltz on to talk about what's going on in the World Cup, talk about what the chances are of Seattle actually becoming a host city in 2026 for the World Cup, and what's going on with the Sounders. Jeez, Terry, you got two hours. You're gonna now, how are you going to get all that, that in, two hours? for Pete's sake? Stop, <laughs> stop showing off. Stop making yeah. it look bad for the rest of us. <laughs> Why don't you just carry that over to Monday from 10 to 1? Yeah, right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, and we also have to, you know, Curtis has got to get in his two cents oh, worth of Jesus, so. my uh, guy, God. All right, all Terry, right. We'll, we'll be tuning in on Saturday. Okay, guys, thanks. There Thanks, you. Terry. Terry Blunt, uh, Spoken Sports with Terry Blunt. Blunt Sports Talk, Saturdays, 11 